What happens to a house that is left without inhabitants? Or with a house where people live, but these people do not care about the house? Unfortunately, if we walk around the city or the countryside, we can see quite a lot of such houses. Houses that have been without inhabitants for a longer or shorter time, at first just abandoned and empty, after a while a little scary, and soon musty, dingy, cold, and dilapidated. It is the same with houses that are not taken care of by their inhabitants. It can be difficult, even unpleasant, to live in such a house. However, if some good and warm soul dares to do it, the situation of the house will gradually change. The whole place will become happier and warmer, more beautiful, and finally really homey. The Bible calls us Christians the house of God, the temple of the Holy Spirit. God's own spirit lives within us. And precisely because of this, we are God's children. If we do not have the Spirit of God within us, we are like those empty, desolate, broken-down houses. Or even worse, it may happen that someone else, someone who doesn't really care about us, settles into us, and we become a dwelling place for evil spirits and wickedness. God cares about us. He has cared about us even before we existed. When he, in his all-encompassing wisdom, foresaw that man created by him for goodness and love would tend towards evil and sin. The man into whom God breathed his living breath at creation, who is created from the beginning to be the dwelling place of God's Holy Spirit, unfortunately, this man separates himself more and more from the true source of his life and tries to free himself from God's life-giving spirit. We are created in the image of God. We are meant to be God's children. But only those who are led by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, that is, those in whom the Spirit of God lives, who are the temple of the Holy Spirit, only those can be children of God. Only they can bear the fruits of the Spirit and not have to live in fear of death and perdition, but may know that God, their loving Father, will keep them 
and give them eternal life. When a person has pushed God out of his life and his world, he knowingly and voluntarily places himself under the power of evil. God is love. And this means that everything good is in God. Only one is good, says Jesus. And apart from him, from this ultimate good, we ourselves cannot be truly good. If a person is not a temple of God, if the Spirit of God does not live in him, and he is not guided by God's Holy Spirit, then other spirits guide him, and he has become a den of thieves instead of the temple of God. Just like an abandoned house, which over time is occupied by residents who don't care about it. Today's Gospel tells about ten lepers who were cleansed through the word of Jesus, actually through the power of his love. We can see them as a kind of symbol, because in the eyes of other people, they didn't deserve sympathy so much as they were seen as sinners, maybe even godless, or at least alienated from God, unclean, possessed by evil spirits. They were seen as what anyone who lives without God, without true goodness and love, really is. Because these lepers really did live without God, according to the thinking of that time, they were considered outside the kingdom of God, outside the world of God. That's what they thought themselves, and that's what other people thought too. But God didn't think so. God was always there for them, just as he is always there for us, as he has always been there for all mankind. That is why he sent his Son into this world, to help save, redeem, and heal us. Thus, in the meeting of these lepers with Jesus, we can see the meeting of all mankind who is chained by sin and burdened with evil with the only begotten Son of God, our Redeemer and Savior. Jesus did not scold these lepers or call them sinners or unclean, as the lepers had often heard other people do. Jesus said to them, be cleansed. As he tells us, when we are defiled by sin. And these lepers were cleansed. Jesus healed them without requiring them to do anything other than showing themselves to the priests and without any guarantees that they would remain clean. Jesus made them clean 
just like as he has washed away the sin of the whole world with his blood on the cross, without asking anything in return. However, here is a catch, which we see from the fact that only one leper came back to thank Jesus. Only one of the lepers understood what had really happened. That he had been given his life back again. That he had received a new life, a new beginning, a new opportunity. He realized that he could no longer live his life apart from Jesus, apart from God, his creator and savior. If a person is washed and made clean and then returns to his former life, he will soon be dirty again. Let us recall the example of the houses and the temple of God that I used before. If God has cleansed us through his Holy Spirit and rebuilt us as his holy temple, then if we would now try to live on without him, we will soon be empty again, and at least as dirty and doomed as before. The Apostle Paul warns us that if we live according to our carnal nature, according to our flesh, that is, without God, then we will most certainly perish. But he assures us that if we begin a new life with the help of God's Spirit and continue to walk in this new life, we will inherit eternity in the glory of heaven. Apart from God, without him, that is, without the source of our life, we cannot have true life and happiness. Only one of the ten lepers came back to Jesus and found the fullness of true life. We have been given the same wonderful opportunity not only to cry out to God to have mercy on us in our trials and tribulations, but to always walk with him, knowing that he is our Father who leads us by his good spirit and lives in our hearts with the fullness of his love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.